With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our Diver of the Week is Crystal L. Thank you so much for supporting Dive Studios. You're listening to your table. Podcast. Podcast. You are listening to your podcast. Back to your. You are listening to the Tableau Podcast. Welcome to the Tableau Podcast. Is everyone doing better? Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, let's all stay hopeful. Okay. Um, today I'm going to talk about K-pop. Debak. <laughs> Okay, um, so this is Tableau's K-pop debak today. Whoa. And um, here's the thing. I'm not going to just talk about like K-pop as we know it. I'm going to talk about the K-pop that existed before the word K-pop existed. Because um, many of you, well not many of you, maybe like four of you. Sad addendum. Four to maybe like a good dozen of you were like, hey, can can you recommend some like good old school K-pop? And, and I think this is because like old school K-pop has become like a big thing in Korea right now. Well, recently for the last like year or so, right? Like retro. There's like a, even a word for like neutral or something like um, like people deliberately buying cassette tapes and stuff like that and like wearing like old school clothes and stuff. Yeah, in Korea, a lot of the younger people, they started buying film cameras more. Yeah, and, and there's there's this uh, YouTube channel in Korea that has like, um, that uploads like old clips of like, like 80s and 90s musicians, like their TV appearances. And um, I don't know how they got all this or like someone had it all recorded or something but um they posted to this site and uh, like this channel on youtube and it became like hugely popular and a lot of the artists that were featured on that channel um became so popular that now um they're actually back and actually more popular than they were even like back in the day so so this has become like a thing and i think a lot of international fans have also been like, you know, trying to get into it. But it's really hard to get into old school K-pop because there's just not much online. Right? Obviously. Um, it was a time of like, you know, it was just when like fire was discovered. <laughs> yes, I'm going that back. I'm going way back. It was right after the wheel. It was. It, it, it's not so much music, but more like tribal chants. <laughs> God, God said, "Let there be K-pop." Okay. Okay. Well, I'm kidding, but I'm gonna talk about like '90s K-pop. Yes. Okay. And um. And '90s K-pop is what I grew up listening to when I was a little kid. So, 
Um, obviously, it has a place in my heart. Um, like I'll hear a song from like the 90s, like Korean music industry, like playing somewhere randomly and it'll like teleport me back to that time. And I'll be like 12 or something like running around like, you know. Being bullied. (laughs) (laughs) Diane. (laughs) It's fine that you are like being, you said being bullied, but um, the laugh like right after it. Uh, and you're still laughing? Because <laughs> that's most wow. of your childhood stuff. Here's the thing. Here's the thing though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a story. Like a true story that um, that you just reminded me of. Oh, <laughs> which involves um, bullying and K-pop. Okay. So when I um, was growing up in Canada. Uh, I think I was like 12, 13. Um, I was at a private school. Uh, it was like a very like, like England, like, like British. Posh. Like, yeah, like, no, well, not posh, but like very, very hardcore strict. Oh. Like with uniforms yeah. and everything and like houses, you know, like the housing system. Mm-hmm. No, is it the housing? Yeah. It's the house system. Yeah. Housing system. Okay. And like we played, we had to play rugby. It was like mandatory. Anyways. Uh, I went to a private school and um, uh, we were all in dormitories, right? And we had 12 people to our room at first. 12 people in one room. Were you K-pop trainees? No, it was a big room. But uh, halfway through the year, they moved us to a situation… Like they moved us to new dormitories where we were four… Four to a room, but right before that, it was twelve to a room, in in a house that is you know that looked like a Harry Potter house, but with like pre pre pubescent boys. <laughs> well, twelve of us in one room, right? Yeah. And um, here's the thing: at the time, I was into um, Soteji wa either like Teji boys. Their uh, I think their second album had just come out, and they had a song called Hayoga. I can't play any any of these songs off the phone, right? Because our thing will get flagged. No. Really? Yeah, you're like talking about the song. Well, okay. So there was a… Let me look for it. I don't… Even, hold on. So um, there was a song called Hayoga that was like explosive in Korea. Because it was very new. And rap like was really new at the time. And like… Just everything about the song was very different. Like they had elements of like traditional Korean music and like rock and rap and like beatboxing. It was very… It was a very like explosive song at the time. And um, let me just play a little bit of it. So it's like… Oh my god. This teleported me back to like… The dorm? I was… No, I was on top of a… Like a… Like a building and I was like dancing to this. Anyways. Um, so my story is… We were 12 to our room. And obviously we weren't all Asian, right? Yeah. I was the only Korean in the room. Yeah. And um, I was playing… Like we would all wake up in the morning. And the, the hellish thing about 
sharing a huge room with 12 people is that everyone wants to play their music. Right? So you all get up and at the time we all had these things called ghetto blasters. Like stereos, right? Like audio systems or whatever. Like these tiny cheap ones. Yeah. But everyone will want to play their their thing. And the first to wake up usually, you know, gets to do that. Anyways, there was this one kid who was really into meatloaf. <laughs> I know meatloaf. Yeah. Like, I, I would do anything, anything for… for okay, this dude… um, He was a… He, he's a Caucasian dude. And yeah. he was really into this song. Yeah. Not because he's ca- Caucasian. But like he yeah. was just pointing out. Yeah. Anyways… Uh, he really liked that song. So he would play it all the time. Anyways, I was into this. I was into Korean music. Very different vibe. Yeah, I was into two different types of music at the time. Like American hip hop and Korean music. Okay. Neither of which is meatloaf. Yeah, neither which of which <laughs> is meatloaf. And other people like that were in the room. You know, some would play like, you know, like alternative rock. Um, but I was, you know, the obviously the only person playing K-pop. And at the time, we didn't even have the word K-pop really. So it, to them, it was just like really foreign music. And I, I, I woke up early, earliest one day and I played this song. And I had hoped that people would like it. Uh, anyways, this guy that loved Meatloaf came up and turned it off and… Uh, Said some very, you know, unnecessarily racist things. Yes. Right? He, he can just say like, I don't want to hear it. But uh, unnecessarily racist things. And so did some, some of the other kids that were in, in the room. Uh, and uh, that really… Uh, the irony too of it coming really, from a guy who loves an artist named… Meatloaf. Meatloaf. I mean, like uh, you a know, fifties microwavable dish. Yo, like no, <laughs> no hate to meatloaf, but like, I gotta say that like really, uh, you know, killed any chance that I would discover or end up liking meatloaf. Uh huh. Because I, you know, I identified meatloaf with this dude. Yeah. Anyways, um, so a lot of the kids were doing that, and then that. You know, I have like a defiant spirit. So um, that made me want to do it even more. So every morning I would deliberately wake up earliest. Uh, even though I was tired as, as… I would just wake up and I would play uh, a Korean song on purpose. And one day he walked up and then he uh, took a tape. I had a cassette tape at the time because I, I couldn't afford CDs. But anyways, he would… Take the tape out and he chucked it out the window. And um, obviously like a fight broke out. Um, The teachers at the time sided with him. I'm not going to say it's, you know, race related. But um, that's what it felt like at the time. Yeah. And 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 because of of that of those experiences, I became very protective of um, like… Korean music and my Koreanness, ironically, while I was outside of Korea, right? And that tends to happen, right? You will see that people that are overseas, like Korean overseas, are more, um, you know, passionate about their Koreanness because it's constantly being tested. 
And um, that made me like fall in love with uh, Korean music more. Of course, at the time, like I, I couldn't possibly have imagined that I would end up becoming uh, a music, like a Korean musician, right? Like, like a K-pop musician or whatever. Um, but yeah, you just reminded me. I, got, I sort of got bullied because of Korean music. Well, didn't you meet Sateji when you were like younger? Yeah. Um, no, not younger. Oh. But um, you met it through obviously now your career. Well, so Sateji was like my idol at the time. And then I became a musician here. Um, as you all know. And then uh, one day I got a call from Sateji. And he wanted me to like perform one of his songs at his concert. So I ended up doing that. Um, and then I was invited to like his festival. And then invited to meet him to talk about like music and stuff. So that was great. Um, well anyways, today I want to talk about like some old school K-pop. Some K-pop from a time where we didn't have the word K-pop. So that you guys can um, like check it out. You know, I'm sure you're up to date with all the contemporary K-pop if you're listening right now because of, you know, Eric Nam. But uh, let me take you back to like my childhood um, and some of the songs that I love. And I'm going to just do a top 10. Okay. But in, in yeah. any particular order? Just or as you think of them? Um, I have some, some in my mind, but I think I'm just going to like kind of freestyle it. And… This is just like a personal top ten, top 10. This is not like a definitive top 10. So don't get at me. Two cuts. Okay. <laughs> you meatloaf lover. <laughs> don't get at me for like, why is this number four? This should be number one. Like, don't, don't do that. It's just my personal list. Okay. And I'm just going to throw out a top 10. So you guys can check out like the world of awesome music. Um, that was there. And, and let me just, let me just uh, add a disclaimer. Um, some of the songs that I recommend to you today. And like also if you're like, you know, searching old school K-pop on YouTube. Some of the songs are going to sound dated. It's going to be like watching Star Wars from the 70s now. You know, like some of it is going to sound dated and you're going to be like, what? But realize… Um, at the time, some of these songs were like groundbreaking and also very new because, because I, 90s, okay, first, first of all, the 90s in Seoul and in Korea, um, a very important time because it was, it was a time of like mega, mega change. Uh, and of course, on all spheres, but just sticking to like culturally like it was the first time that like people started like dyeing their hair like getting piercings you know like there was major opposition to just that like you know if you if you dyed your hair like you know adults just wouldn't have it right like there were like news reports about an entertainer getting like a piercing i'm not kidding like… Like a nose piercing? Yeah. Even getting there. Like even 
Uh, men having their ears pierced, pierced was like yeah. a big enough issue for it to be like on the news. Like a debate. Yeah. And also on like music programs on TV, you weren't allowed to wear certain things. Which, you know, if you look at it now, you're like that? Like that's like nothing. But um, that's just the, the times that we were living in. And also you couldn't say anything in music. Like, like you were pretty much banned um, or like censored just for saying like, you know, school is a horrible place. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it, it was also, because of that, it was also the most exciting time because, um, you know, when, like I was saying, when you're tested, um, that's when, uh, that's when like the most, brilliant like changes happen right um sometimes for the worse but you know many times for the for the better right and um anyways those were the times and i was just a little kid so i actually didn't like i was you know not really a part of this change in a heavy way like i was just looking at like my brother and my sister going through like weird you know phases and I'm like okay <laughs> and I was just a kid so I was just different to begin with yeah. but anyways okay some of the songs that I want to recommend to you in 10th place of my top 10 uh, is uh, well I'm sure you know this group G.O.D. yep right uh, can you name any G.O.D. songs Diane so, so Diane here hates K-pop. No. I'm kidding. Dude, I'm kidding. No. She loves meatloaf though. <laughs> My dad likes meatloaf. Oh. Um, isn't there a song where it's like, 사랑했, 사랑했다? No? I'm sure every K-pop song, no? K-pop artist has a song called, 사랑해 그리고 기억해? Yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> well, the song that I want to place at uh, number 10 is, uh, oh shit. <laughs> what? This was released in 2000. Sorry, oh, brother. Damn. All right. Canceled. <laughs> it disqualified. Um, I love uh, G.O.D.'s. There's a, there's a song called Kill. Like Road. Mm-hmm. And I just love that song. I don't know why. But whenever I hear that song, even now, I feel like I'm like back in a… Like at a certain age where like… I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with my life. You can play and a it's little like, bit of it. It's like, but I can't because it's it was released in 2001. So we're not we're legally not allowed to play. We're it. not allowed to uh, play it in my <laughs> um, 90s universe. This was a song, but it's not from the 90s. This is a long intro. Oh, I love this song. This was 2000. It's a long intro. Okay, this makes sense. It was released in 2001, which like is probably like when I was like, you know, really. 21? No, not 21. I was like, I was still in college. Yeah, you'd be in college at 20. No, you, I, you graduate and then you're 21. No, not necessarily. Well, that's what it was for me. I wasn't <laughs> legally allowed to drink. 
Okay. While I was in college. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is not gonna be number ten anymore because it was re- released in the two thousands. I'm gonna stick to the nineties. Okay. Got it. Uh, but it's a great song. A God, obviously, uh, you know, hugely popular group. Um, anyways, I became friends with some of them eventually because we, there was a crossover at a certain point. Uh, and then uh, I would recommend. Okay, num. So I have to do a new number ten. Okay, I'm gonna do. DJ DOC. DJ DOC. Like Doc? DJ Doc is what some of us called it. But it's supposed to be DJ DOC apparently. Uh, they have a song called Pie. Which I really like. Um, it's like… Uh, it's a… It's like… I think it's one of the first like… Hip-hop songs from like the K-pop industry that I liked. Kind of. Yeah, I really like this song. Anyways, it's like, you know, on a rainy day. I think you have to search for like rainy love if if you can't, if you don't speak Korean, like on YouTube. Um, But it's like, you know, I can't sleep. It's raining. I'm thinking of you. Obviously, Epic High does a lot of like rain-related songs because I love rainy days. So I'll just I'll put that at on at uh, ten because God, we have to uh, disqualify. <sighs> They're too young. They're too young. Okay, and at number nine is uh, Seungun. Seungun, you know all these songs, right? Ah, 몰랐어요. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, and number nine is this song. This is uh, by, uh, by a group called Jeollamhae, which means exhibition. And it's a song called Stranger, like a, like a, a stranger. And um, this is one of the most beautiful like K-pop songs ever, I think. It's like, like a ballad. It's a ballad, but um, it's also like a, like, a, like a movie score in a way. A- at the end, like the climax is just amazing. And it's… Um, so, 전람회 아세요? 네. 김동률. 네, 네, 네. Okay, so 김동률 is the the songwriter and like um, he he eventually um, went solo and you know one of the biggest artists in Korea. He was actually my first label mate. I don't know why I thought you were gonna say love. <laughs> so he he started a label. Yeah. Um, and w- with somebody with a manager and um. I that became my, you know, that became the label that I released my first album at. So, um, so I met him at a coffee shop, and like, it was pretty, it was pretty weird, right? Because like I had been 
growing up like listening to this guy's music. And all the people on the list today, I have met at some point because eventually, um, you know, I was blessed enough to, you know, to… Tabla, are you a celebrity? <laughs> Dude, I'm famous. <laughs> okay. Anyways, number eight is uh, this song that I guarantee even Diane uh, will know. Okay. All right. That I will know? You know this song. Yeah, I do. Yeah. H-O-T? H-O-T. Yes, I do know this. No. It is? It's called Candy? Yeah, it's like one of their most famous songs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was… I thought… I know the song Warrior… This is at number 8 on Tableau's personal list of top 10 90s K-pop songs. Okay? Yeah. And uh, this song, I think, has a great title because like it literally sounds like the title. Yeah. Right? It sounds very like… Very happy… Very sweet. High energy. Yeah, high energy. And um, yeah, like uh, like I actually talk about this on that whole like Netflix ex- K-pop explained thing. The oh, box explained yeah. thing. And like even like the fashion at the time. Like they they wore these like really colorful like fluffy gloves and stuff. That might look ridiculous to you now. But uh, at the time it, it became so popular that you go… Go like skiing and people would have like dress like them. It was… Anyways. Like you? Did you have gloves? At some point I think… Um, <laughs> I think some girl had it. Uh-huh. And like I was like… She's like… You'll put these on and I put them on. And I also, I also did the dance. And stuff. This girl was actually the girl at the store that says… You wanted these gloves to try on? <laughs> <laughs> and you said this, yeah. I paid this girl. <laughs> and she gave me the gloves. gloves. <laughs> that I purchased okay? for me. I did not buy them. <laughs> I gave this girl some money. And she gave me the she gloves. She ended up for some reason. She yeah. said, okay here's the thing you asked me to get you. And she also gave <laughs> gloves to the person behind me. Yeah. Who also paid the same amount. She only had these gloves as well. <laughs> Alright. Number 7. Uh, Diane, since you don't know anything about K-pop… Or old school K-pop… I want you to keep these in mind so that… You know… You can listen too. When I meet my soulmate, I'll be able to relate to them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's uh, number 7 on Tableau's… Top 10 90s K-pop songs. Okay. Soon, what song is this? Okay, you don't know. Okay. I'm gonna skip ahead.
those who aren't watching, okay, Paolo um, just did some choreography. This is Deuce, and the song is called Yarumanezo. So in summer, mm-hmm. uh, I think if you search it on YouTube, you can find a video. Um, so this this was like the summer song for for like ages. Like there are certain songs in uh like K- 90s K-pop that are still played like crazy during summer. And this is one of those songs. And um, uh, so it was a member… It was a two-member group. Like it was a duo. Uh, one producer and rapper-singer. And one rapper-singer. And the two of them like are literally still probably like the greatest… Some of the greatest dancers like in the history of K-pop probably. So… Uh, but one of the members met a very unfortunate, you know, you know, he passed away in a very unfortunate and also very uh, mysterious set of circumstances. Yeah, and just very questionable. Huh. Um. And it, it, you know, at the time, it like not only broke my heart, but it broke up. Like it broke the hearts of a lot of people. Because it was sudden probably. Yeah. And also this group um, played a very important part in like… I think anybody that was like growing up that was into like hip-hop at a time when like no one really got hip-hop. Yeah. Or like hip-hop was not… Like something that was like mainstream. Uh, I I think like their fashion and also like just their attitude and also the the sound of the music. Um, this is one of their more like like feel good kind of songs, but they also have songs that are like very energetic, like very like very hip hop, you know, yeah. attitude. And I, I think, uh, yeah, it it. it I think a lot of hip hop artists around my age in Korea, I don't think there's anyone that hasn't been affected by this group in one way or another. Um, oh, I don't know if you've ever seen that commercial that's been like on TV in the last like recent like year or so. You in know that Korea? Grandeur, you know the car, the Hyundai car. Yeah. Grandeur. Yeah. Have you seen the commercial where it's like it it. it they did it so that it looks like it was shot on like a '90s camcorder. I they're at a they're at a railroad. I haven't watched a commercial in oh. a very long okay. time. <laughs> well, there's this really popular commercial, like because it was shot really well, and it's for like a Hyundai car, and um, it's like set in the '90s, and it's shot as if they're shooting it on like you know self camera on like a '90s camcorder, and they're like, what do you want to like? What do you want to do when you like grow up and make it? Like, I want to drive a Grandeur, right? And the Hyundai Grandeur it was this car that in the '90s was like the symbol of. It was like a status symbol. And anyways, the the guys that are in the commercial are dressed like, you know, Deuce. Oh. And also the their song comes out like you see one of the kids listening to it on a CD player. Anyways, um. That's actually what it was like. Like a lot of people um, took their fashion cues from from this group. So, anyways, that's number seven. 
At number six on Tableau's personal top 10 90s K-pop songs uh, is a song that I don't think anybody else would put in their top 10. I- I'm not sure. Uh, it's, I, but I really like this song. Uh, it's called 안녕하세요 by Bipi Band. And, and this song was like uh, the closest thing we had to uh, uh, like, like punk. Ooh. Right? Like you got me a there. punk sensibility. Yeah. This song is not going to sound like that to you. But at, <laughs> yeah. at the time, it was like… Um, like punk punk or like pop punk? Uh, like pop punk. But you know, that, that, was the, that was the only punk we really had. Yeah. Uh, and I immediately recognized like it's sort of like punk aesthetic and also like tongue-in-cheek kind of okay. aesthetic at the time. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And it was really popular. Um, here's the song. Oh, this is a live clip. If you search, okay, unfortunately, PP Band, if you um search it in English, it's PP Band. Unfortunately, ah, uh, PIPI Band, but it's P, like PP Band, yeah, right? You know, like uh, pagers were called BP at the time, yeah. Anyways, uh, this song, I'm just gonna play it off. Uh, melon. Hold on. Female? Yeah. It's, oh. it's a thought it was kids for a second. Here's the thing. This song, I feel like uh if like for example, if like uh if it was like in Kill Bill, I think it would have been, you know, popular all over again, like all over the world. Like this is at the time when I heard the song, I was like, oh my god, this song like has so much like international appeal. Because it's also called like Anyonghaseo. Yeah. Right? And um, yeah, I I really like this song. Like the lyrics are like, "My dog goes bow wow wow." The next door neighbor's dog goes bow wow wow. Hell yeah! Yeah, lyrics like this, I I just you know at the time it was very, um, at the time like '90s songs, like even like the really like hyper techno songs that are like happy and stuff. Even those lyrics were like really deep. Like, uh, check out the lyrics, like the translation for like any songs from the 90s, like K-pop. Like, some of them sound like straight up like serious ass poems. Oh. Like, and also like the heartbreaking songs are like, you know, just like literally like taking it to like depths of like hell. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And like… uh. So when this song came out, I was like, I, I I loved how like the lyrics were so simple, yeah, and how it was like poking fun at like just everything that was going on, yeah. Um, 
So I, I, I really like this song. Yeah, it's like it's like sarcastic the way punk is. Yes. Uh, okay, and number five is this song. Hold on. Uh, yo, Seungun. 안녕하세요. 아세요? 안녕하세요. Oh, oh. I mean, the melody. I mean, na, 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 the guitar na, is definitely, na, na, na. yeah, familiar. Yeah. Uh, so, this next song is this. This song, someone might know because it's, it's like a really popular ballad, even now. If you notice, songs from the 90s had really long intros. Yeah. Because people had the attention span to wait. <laughs> that was a pointed remark at me. So this is uh, Lee Sora, Nan hmm. uh, which would translate to I'm happy. Yeah. Um, obviously, the song doesn't sound happy. Uh, it's a very beautiful song. And I think Lee Sora is probably like one of, um, if not the best um, vocalist, like slash lyricist slash musician like in Korea ever. I, I don't think um, she can be topped at all. Um, some people are, are are listening right right now, and they're like, "Oh, Lee Sora, of course I know," because uh, recently I I wrote a song for her, and it featured Suga from BTS, mm. and that song uh, called "Song Request" uh, was a humongous hit last year. Um, so yeah, so some of you are probably like familiar with her because of that song, uh, but. If that's the case, you have to check out the rest of our catalog. Um, so I was a huge fan of her music when I was growing up. And strangely enough, again, I became a musician. And um, when I went through like this uh, period of time of living hell. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, just Google it. Anyways, after I… When I was going through that, I released my first and only solo album um, called Fever's End, Yarkot. And, and uh, the first track off the album is called Chip, which is home. And it features Lee Sora. So that was a huge moment for me because I got to work with um, like somebody, someone that like, I was a huge you know, fan of. And, um, and she… And it, it was amazing working with her. So eventually, um, because of that, I you know, wanted to reciprocate. And I wrote the song request. Uh, not song. Yeah, it's called song request. Okay, song request. I wrote that for her um, last, last year or two years ago. Anyways, uh, her whole catalog is amazing. So check that out. That's number five. And now number four is… Uh, Song by Panic. 
about group, the disco? <laughs> a group called Panic. Uh, which is funny that you said that because I just searched Panic at the uh, on Melon. Yeah. On the Korean music site. And the first thing that pops up is Panic at the Disco. Is it High Hopes? Like it literally popped up the minute you said at the disco. <laughs> okay. Panic. Um, so this song uh, is called 내 낡은 서랍 속에 바다. Which translates into the sea… Uh, like the sea within my drawer. But I think on YouTube, you have to search the sea in my worn drawer. Which is like a horrible literal translation. But it's like the sea within like my old like you know… Like like a cupboard or something. Right? Yeah. And um, Like a keepsake or like a keep… Like a… Yeah. Is the, a, the sea is literally in my like… You know… In like a drawer. But in terms of like memory… Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess. Um, <laughs> but this song is uh, very beautiful. And actually, I at one point, I wanted to… Like, I wanted… I've never done a remake song. I don't think I've ever done a remake song. Because, you know, I I prefer to just, just write original songs. Oh, like remixes? Remake. Remake. Like remaking a song. Uh, but this is one song that I kind of wanted to remake. So I actually talked to… Um, uh, the the songwriter the the one of the members of this uh, band to possibly remake it like as an epic high song but eventually I ended up not doing it but um yeah I really like the song. A lot of the songs I like <laughs> start with wind or rain or water. Um, Cause you like cinema. Yeah, maybe. This is one of the best piano riffs like ever. Anyways, check out this song. This is at number four. And if you are like listening to um, the songs that I'm like recommending right now or putting in the top 10, like with the exception of maybe like Candy, um, you might notice like that I like a certain type of sound. Uh, and some of you might, you know, think to yourself, like, think to yourselves, I can hear like the influence in what eventually became Epic High's music. Right? Because I grew up listening to this kind of… Like th- these kinds of songs, right? And um, here's what I would say to that. Uh, I-, I think it's less that I was influenced by what I listened to when I was growing up. And that's why Epic High's music sounds the way it does. I think, um, I think we're all like unique obviously. And I have a certain taste and aesthetic… That, um, that, that, you know, comes out through Epic High's music. And I had that same taste and aesthetic when I was a kid. So I was drawn to songs. Certain types of, you know, sounds and certain types of riffs or chords or songs. Um, you know, and, and, and that's why, you know, these songs are in my top 10. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think um, 
that one you just played, mm. I'm the most intrigued by. Because that piano riff is a lot deeper. It's like a bass. It's like a… Because I feel like a lot of Korean, especially like ballads, they tend to stay in like the higher octaves. So that it's that really like high yeah, yeah. crystal-y sound. But I really like deep sounds like that. So I'm Me like too. intrigued by it more. Yeah, a lot of um, like the music I make, if I do like a piano riff kind of thing, um, has this kind of cinematic vibe too. So… Okay, number three is this song. This song, uh, it's called uh, "Nenumur Moa" by an art by an artist named Sojiwon, and in English it would be "Gather My Tears." So you guys can like check it on YouTube. Um, uh, this was one of my favorite songs growing up, but it it's also a very heartbreaking song because it it the artist that um, sings this song. Uh, passed away right before it was released um and you know it, it was it was a suicide and uh it was a huge shock because this guy was a he was a new artist and he was like an up and coming and he was getting really popular and his next album which you know was led by this song uh would would have totally elevated him and um anyways he passed away uh, and then this song came out, and the song is called "Gather My Tears." And you know, the lyrics talks about like the lyrics talk about like uh, sending like a letter, you know, from heaven and stuff from from the skies. And um, it it's just yeah, it it was just it's it's a very beautiful song. Uh, number two is. Uh, as I mentioned, the the group that got me kind of bullied, um, Teji Boys, uh, they have a you know they were a huge group, so they ha- they obviously have a lot of songs uh, that were huge. But this is actually probably my favorite song by them, and it's off their first album, so it's like a really 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 old song. Uh, it's called Ijenin, which means now. Um, I just love this song because it's so damn simple. Um, Again, a very long <laughs> intro because in the 90s, people, ev- had, time. people <laughs> had 
the attention span to wait. Anyways, uh, this is probably one of their like most uh, simple songs, and it's not like it's not even like one of their most popular songs. But I just uh, so this was like this came out when I was like seriously like a little kid, and um, you know everyone was really into their more popular singles on this album. But something about this song, it's like on it's like number seven. Um and just something about this song like really affected me even when I was a kid. So, um, I still kind of like these very simple, minimal songs that, um, that are very you know stripped down and just just conveying like a very simple human emotion. You know, like longing or or missing someone mm-hmm. or like or like heartbreak because you, you know you got dumped or something. <laughs> you know what I Jesus. mean? Like, um, <laughs> anyways, um, I really like this song. Uh, I don't even want to say inside joke because that okay. would be bullying too. <laughs> uh, um, that sounded the instrumental. Honestly, sounded like something I would hear on like indie Spotify. Yeah. So this would this was like in 92. Yeah. So this was but like But I also think it's not just like it's that it sounds like something modern but that modern music lately is now mirroring a lot of things like yeah. sounds from the 90s. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Okay, uh this last song is number 1. Uh, on Tableau's personal list of uh, personal top 10 K-pop songs from a time where we didn't even have the word K-pop. So 90s K-pop songs. This is number one. Okay, I'm going to play it first. This is absolutely probably uh, my favorite Korean song of like all time. Um, here we go. So it's this song. It's called uh, which is uh, which should translate to like an invi- invitation to like my normal life. Uh, but I think on YouTube, you have to search an invitation to daily life. 
It's by an artist named Shin Hechar, who is like a who is one of the most legendary like Korean artists. Uh, also, someone that I was very blessed uh, to be able to meet and like you know have a drink with and you know talk to about various different things. Um, unfortunately, uh, he passed away like way too early. Uh, because of a like a medical accident that should not have happened. Uh, that was just it's just uh I I don't know the like intricate details of it, but it's just like a heartbreaking thing that happened. Um. Anyways, um, this song. So like. He, so he he so this album was like when so he he did like rock music, but for this album he was doing like electronic like electronica, and um, when this song came out like I I just loved how like even without using a traditional instrument like a piano or like strings which you know is really the instruments to go to if you want to like pull on the heartstrings right, um, but. To be using like electronic sounds to to do something that like totally gets to your soul is at the time when I heard it, I was like, "This is I didn't even know this was possible." Um, so it's it's a great song lyrically. It's amazing too because it's just like it's like uh, I want to just take a walk with you, like just sit and read a book, like have a glass of tea. And all these mundane things, right? Like these ordinary mundane things. And at the end, he's, you know, on the hook, he's just like, he's like, I want you to come and like, I got nothing to offer you, but I want you to come and share these things with me, right? Which is, uh, you know, like growing up as a kid, you imagine because you don't understand what love is. You've never been in it, really. Um and you see these movies and like you see you read the great books about love and stuff and you're like love is this incredibly uh you know enormous thing like it's like a monumental thing that um you can't really place into your hands easily um and and this was a song where like i was like you know love can be this this very plain like ordinary thing and that it, there's and it's no less beautiful for it right and that proved to be true like i heard this song when i was you know like a kid and i was like that's a very different way to you know that's a very down-to-earth proposal mm. you know like just Come and read some books with me and just, you know. Uh, like not… It doesn't have to be these like huge grand Yeah, it's gestures. not like this grandiose like… Yeah. Uh, Which comes like, across as more genuine. Yeah, and it, 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 it felt very genuine to me. And then I grew up. And then, you know, I, I got married. Um, and then I had a kid. And even to this day, like my wife also really likes this song. So we'll we'll play it on like our drives and stuff. And I'll be listening to the lyrics and I'm like, he was totally right. Like this song is totally right. Because um, 
the most beautiful moments that I have with my family are the very mundane and ordinary moments. And I will not give these up for anything that might seem extraordinary to some, you know, other eyes. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, this was my uh, top 10 90s K-pop, like old school K-pop songs for you guys to check out. You can search them on YouTube. Uh, feel free to uh, ask Diane or the account to uh, post up these songs. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like… <laughs> Do not search for old school epic high songs though. Okay? <laughs> just just listen to the audio. You don't have to look for videos and shit. Oh, no, no, no. All right? No, just no, stay no, away. No. It's part of the art. Okay? Stay away. It's a whole experience. Can you believe… <laughs> That October of this year, it'll be our 17th year as Epic High. 17 <gasps> years. Your band can almost vote. Yeah. Whoa. 17. Okay. Like, this is like when, like, you don't even listen to your parents anymore. Like, you, you don't give a shit about anyone. <laughs> I mean, I think your band has approached that stage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are 17. Oh my god. Uh, the thing is, we're, we're like a 2000s artist. Um, we started in 2003. So we, we never like were… You know, we weren't able to be around like when, when these 90s artists were like doing their thing. And… Um, but luckily, when we started, it was early enough that we were able to meet pretty much anybody that you know I grew up listening to or I idolized. Um, I was able to meet, and uh, many of them were very, uh, you know, many of them really, you know, really liked us. So they 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 would. Uh, Tell us things or like, you know, even just telling us stories about things that went on in the past. And um, just, you know, taught us a lot, I guess. Uh, I just realized that some day, uh, like someone's gonna like do an episode about like… Throwbacks. Throwback like old school epic high songs. <laughs> um. You kind of already did. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I did it myself. But you know, like there already are artists that talk about like growing up listening to Epic High. Even though we're still around. Um, hopefully like 10 years later or 20 years later. So I'm talking about music from like 1992. So that's like how long ago? That's like 28 years, 30 years ago, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe like 10 15 years later uh, when someone's if some if someone's talking about my music at that time uh, hopefully like hopefully you know uh, I'll still be around <laughs> you know like even if I'm not doing music yeah, anymore yeah but just like vibing I, I just hope I'm well <laughs> yeah um, because I, I wish all the artists that I talked about today were still around mm. you know what I mean and thriving yeah Anyways, um, thank you for joining me today. Uh, hopefully you got something that you needed from me. I'll see you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.